recorded live. Amen. Praise the Lord. I thank Brother Paul for that opening prayer. Amen. And I thank I thank God for an opportunity just to be able, amen, to bring forth a word on tonight. Thank Brother Rod for giving me an opportunity and a platform to share some of the things that God has been placing upon my heart. And I thank you all for joining us tonight. And, I, and my prayer is that, amen, you might hear something tonight that resonates with you, something tonight that quickens you, something that upgrades you and brings you into another uh, level of clarity, another level of maturity, another level of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Amen. And uh, as, as uh, we've been uh, dealing with the Glory series uh, over the last few weeks, and I, I thank all my comrades and all the ministers that have come before me that have um, shared some of the words that the Lord has placed upon my heart. I thank you all for pouring into me. I thank you all, amen, for sharing what God has been sharing with you. I have felt empowered by it. Amen. I am, uh, I am overjoyed. I'm appreciative to be able to, to minister alongside these great mighty men. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Tonight we're going to be the, – the, the title of this message tonight is Message to the Glory Carriers, A Call to Consecration. Message to the glory carriers, a call to consecration. Now, we have a lot of material to cover tonight, and we have a small or short amount of time, so I'm going to do my best to get through all of it tonight. And once again, I pray that you all receive a word from the Lord on tonight. So let's go ahead and start. Amen. The manifestation of God's glory in ministry is truly not about us. God has already spoken and said in his word, that he would not share his glory with another. This is a true statement that cannot be refuted. It is not about us. However, it is about what we carry. It is written, Romans chapter 10, verse 15, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So although it's not about you, it is about what you carry. You have been commissioned and ordained to carry Christ into this wicked world, a world of abject perversion, a world in which sinful behavior is not only condoned, but is actually promoted, a loveless, miserable, cold, cold world. Into this world, you have been sent on an assignment from God, carry my gospel into all places. But before he ordained us, he first empowered us. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1 says, When he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power, convert sinners, heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead. The glory that you carry is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That God has reconciled man back to himself by the death of his only son. When Jesus took his last breath and gave up the ghost, he opened up a chasm in the spirit where sinners have access to God's grace, ordinances and citations that were held against us by Satan could now be nailed to his blood-soaked cross and stamped, paid in full, absolving us of all guilt and the penalty of sin. Through the rebellion of one man, sin entered into the world, and by the obedience of one man, sin was destroyed. By his sacrifice, we were exonerated, and by his stripes we were healed. There is, there, now for, there, is now, there is now therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. This thing that you carry is very heavy. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. To carry his gospel means that you are literally carrying the way. This suggests that if you don't complete your assignment, those that were supposed to be converted because of your obedience are lost. I'm going to mm. say that again. If you don't complete your assignment, those that were supposed to be converted because of your obedience are lost. Not only are you carrying the way, but you also carry the truth. If you should abort your assignment, those that were supposed to hear you may never know the truth. And if the truth sets us free, they are forever trapped in the bondage of lies. And finally, brothers, you're carrying the life. If you should miscarry, oh, man of God, if you should have a miscarriage, those that were supposed to be blessed the ministry that God has impregnated you with are perished, God forbid. Brethren, you see how heavy this thing is that you are carrying. In order to sustain the weight of God's glory, consecration is a necessity. To be consecrated is to be set aside for God's use. I'm going to say that again. To be consecrated is to be set aside for God's use. Our blueprint for consecration will be gathered from the life of the patriarch Abraham. His call to consecration is found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. If you have your Bibles, please turn there with me. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Consecration is a necessity for those that have been called. Consecration allows God to empty us out of all of those things of our flesh, where we might be able to hear him. In consecration, he circumcises our ears, and we can be able to hear what thus says the Lord. Consecration severs us, and it separates us from the things of the flesh, that we might be able, amen, to join on to the things of the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says that by his Spirit, amen, and all things that, that the Lord does is by his Spirit. Glory to God. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all of the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Abraham was carrying a heavy weight of glory. The blessing on his life would ultimately reverberate for many generations. His call to consecration was proportional to the glory that he carried. Abraham's call to consecration was three levels deep. And we're going to break down the levels of Abraham's consecration, and then I'm going to close, and we're going to pray, and then I'm going to close. Praise the Lord. Abraham's consecration is three levels thick. Amen. The first level of consecration that God, that God called Abraham to 
The first level of consecration is get thee out of thy country. Let's read it again in verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country. The first instruction was to make an exodus out of your geographical location. Abraham was from Ur of the Chaldeans in in modern-day Iraq. He was from a place in southern Iraq. It was a place of idol worship. It was a place that was infected by idolatry. The people in that particular region made carved images, and they bowed down to them. They made images out of stone, wood and stone, and they burned incense unto them. They did not know who the true living God was. And so one of the things that God wanted was let me remove Abraham from this particular type of environment so I can manifest to him who the true God is. I don't want you contaminated by this particular type of culture. Come out of your nation. Come out of a godless nation. Come out of a godless culture. Amen. And even understanding that, I was thinking as I was reading this, about the culture that we live in in the United States. It's a culture, it's a godless culture, isn't it? If you, you can turn on the radio and just listen to it for a little while, and, and you will begin to understand that this place is, is full of wickedness. It's a God, not only is it a godless culture, it's a hypocritical culture. They stamp on our currency in God we trust, and then they turn around and legalize same-sex marriage. I don't under, you know, you think about it. The things that they do, they say one thing and then they do something in total opposition of what the nation is supposed to stand for. We stand and give our pledge allegiance. We say it's one nation under God. And this is what our nation claims to be. This is the creed of our, our nation. We are one nation under God. But then they turn around and remove the Ten Commandments out of the courthouse and they make prayer illegal in the public school system. So there's a double-mindedness. There's a, the Bible says the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And so mm-hmm. when I call you out of this, this double-minded culture, I'm calling you out so that you would have a mind of integrity, so that you will have a mind of clarity, so that you won't be confused, so that you won't say one thing and do something else, that, you're, that you're, you will line up, your actions will line up with your confession. Come out of your nation. Come out of this culture, Abraham. First John chapter uh, 2, verses 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If mm. any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. Praise the Lord. We cannot Amen. keep friendship with the world and be a friend of God. These two are in diametric opposition to one another. The Bible says the carnal mind is enmity to God. Amen, that these two factions are so far separated and we are not going to be able to keep fellowship with both of them. Glory to God. Come out of your nation. Then there's a second level of consecration. A second level of consecration. He says, and from thy kindred. Let's read it again in verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. See, 
So now he's dealing with relationships. When God is consecrating you, brethren, he will get all in the midst of your relationships. Come on. will begin to separate you from friends that you've known for a long time. God doesn't care as much as we think about our friendships as we do. (laughs) Glory to God. He just doesn't. What the Lord is concerned about is the glory that he has on your life and that you will fulfill your assignment. And if there's somebody in your circle that may prohibit you from completing or accomplishing the assignment that God has on your life, that person will be removed. Come out of your kindred. I'm calling you out of your brethren. I'm redefining your friendships for you. Glory to God. I'm going to come in the midst of your friendships, and I'm going to begin to separate you from some people. Amen. Even when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about uh, uh, the the relationship that Paul had with Timothy. I'm going to pick this up in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses uh, 13 through 16. And this is Paul speaking to his young protege. Listen what he says. He says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that Mm -hmm. thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Don't neglect the gift that's inside of you. You need people around you that will pray over the gift. Oh, glory carrier, you need somebody in your circle that will pray over what God, what you're carrying, what God has placed upon you, that you got the the, the assignment that God has upon your life, the ministry that God has impregnated you with. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Amen. And you need people around you that will say, don't neglect the gift. Do what God is calling you to do. Don't turn back. Don't go back to your old life. Don't go back to the old way of doing things. Don't turn back to the things that you were doing in the flesh. Don't go back to your old life, man of God. You have a new life that is in Christ. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, I make all things new. Man of God, don't go back to the old way of doing things. Don't go back to that old places and those old spaces and doing those things that you did before you were called. Remember that you are a changed man. Come out from those things. Amen. And commit yourself to doing what God has called you to do. Glory to God. I'm calling you out from your kindred. And then there's a third thing. Then there's a third thing. And from thy father's house. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of that country. So we've talked about the cultural things and the cultural aspects of consecration. Amen. Severing you from the, this foul music and this, this foul environment, the culture that's godless, this anti-Christ culture, this atheist culture, a culture that doesn't believe in God, that doesn't believe God exists, a culture that believes in following one's own spirit or following one's own agenda. And then the second thing is come out from your kindred. But there's a third thing which is even more personal. From thy father's house. Mm-hmm. I'm calling a separation from the things that have attached it or been associated with your generations, your DNA. Now, now I'm speaking.
speaking specifically to who you are and what made you. Glory to God. There's some things that were going on in your bloodline. There's some generational things that, 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 that your bloodline, you have a propensity to fall because the enemy was able to get a foothold in that bloodline. I'm calling you out of your father's house. I'm calling you to separate yourself from those things that your father did and the mistakes that he made. Even when I was thinking about this, I thought about the life of a man named Gideon. And the Lord had gave Gideon an instruction. He said, I want you to build me an altar. But before you build an altar, you must first destroy your father's altar. Glory to God. And so when God consecrates you and calls you out of those things of your forefathers, I want you to destroy the thing that your father bowed to. I want you to destroy that thing that your father worshipped during his life and your forefathers that worshipped during their lives. Come out of the adultery. Come out of the fornication. Come out of the sexual perversion. Come out of the immorality. Come out of the drunkenness, the, the, the rebelling, the rousing. Amen. The, the arrogance, the pride of life. Come out of those things. I'm calling you out of your father's house. And I'm going to redefine for who you, I'm going to redefine to you who you are in Christ. I'm going to give you a new identity. Glory to God. I'm severing you from everything that ever happened in your bloodline. You are the repairer of the breach. You are the, you are the one that is to repair the past that was broken down and has been desolate for many, many generations. Come out of your father's house. Now, look at this. And me and Rod was on our way to Sarasota. <laughs> we, we had a long drive, and we were talking, and, and we had lots of conversation. But he said something to me during that trip that God brought back to my, mem- uh, back to my memory while I was combing over and studying this. And, 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 and we were talking about, he said, I used to be a DJ. He said, but, but, but when I was called and when, when I responded to the call, I had to get rid of my turntables, and I got rid of all of my equipment. Oh, come on, church. I had to get rid of some things. Who can hear that this, this tonight? I had to leave some things behind. There are some things that I had to walk away from. What you're able to walk into is directly uh, dependent on what you're willing to walk away from. Glory to God. Abraham, come out of your nation. See, I'm, I'm, I'm leading you into a promised land, but before I can bring you into the promised land, you've got to be first willing to leave all of that stuff behind. You've got to first be willing to make an exodus, circumcise yourself from all of the things that you have known up until this point. Abraham left it all. Glory to God. Verse 4 said, Abraham departed as the Lord told him to. Abraham left those things behind. Glory to God. Genesis chapter, chapter 12, verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken. Now, if you, if, you, if you have Genesis chapter 12, I want you to look down at verse 7. It says, at verse 4, it says, after Abraham had departed, look at verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, unto thy seed will I give this land. And there he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. I believe that if you consecrate, God will make an appearance. Who can hear that? I believe that if you cut some things out, if you turn away from some things, if you start severing some things away from your life, that God will then make an appearance and begin to speak to you on behalf of of the host of heaven about what he has placed 
upon you and what your assignment and what you have to accomplish in this life. Glory to God. My brother said, I left the DJ stuff behind. I had to leave some stuff behind. Amen. For as a glory carrier, you'll always have that testimony. There will always be some things that you had to walk away from. And when God begins to show you and to reveal to you what those things are, man of God, you've got to be willing to leave. You've got to be willing to walk away from it. Glory to God. Look at what it says. Isaiah chapter 51, verse 2. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. I called him alone. I didn't call him and 50 more people. I called him alone. There's some things that God is speaking to you alone. There's some things that God is putting in your spirit. You ain't, you, you're not going to go and, and consult anybody about it. God is speaking to you about your destiny and about your purpose and why you were brought into this earth. There's a reason that you came here. You ain't here just by happen chance. God has an assignment on your life. And my prayer tonight is that you'll hear a word from the Lord tonight and that you'll commit and refocus to, and, and to make sure that you carry it out. In order for the glory of God to fully manifest in our lives, we must be freed from the bondage of our own will. Consecration breaks the back of your own pride. Who can hear that? I'm going to say that again. Consecration breaks the back of your own pride. The scripture says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power is of God and not of us. All glory carrier, there's a treasure inside of you. You are carrying the message of life. You are carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ. Message to the glory carriers. Now I'm going to pray and then I'm going to turn it over to Rod. Father, I thank you tonight for this, this word, Father. And, God, we make a recommitment even now, Father God, to turn away from those things that you have revealed to us. We know them. We know the things that are in our lives that set, set up a barrier, oh, God, and a blockade where it makes it difficult for us to study. We don't have a, uh, enough time to pray, oh, God. We don't have enough time to commune with you, oh, God. Mm. Our fasting life is broken down, Father God. We won't commit to it. But, Father God, I pray tonight that there be a new commitment, Father. Amen. Why? Because this thing is extremely important. It's bigger than us. It's about more than just us, oh God. My life is not my own. The Bible says we've been bought with a price, oh God. And because of that, Father God, we are your property to use how you see fit, Father God. And I pray, Amen. Father, that you will forgive us, that if we haven't done what you called us to do or if we're delaying the call, there's so many people that need to hear the truth of your gospel, O oh God. So many people that need to hear the word of life. So many people that need to drink from the rivers of the fountains of life that's on the inside of the glory carrier, O oh God. And we got to be ever so mindful. And we got to be more committed, O oh God, to going forth and doing what you called us to do, O oh God. We love you tonight. We adore you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Amen. Amen. 